Hello, everybody, and welcome back to Who in Review, the show where friends yell over top of each other about a thing they love, that thing being Doctor Who. My name is Nick G, and today on the show, we're going to be talking about Series 12, uh, Episode 4, in which a bunch of poorly coordinated scorpions try to get the most famous inventor nobody's ever heard of. And Nikola Tesla's Night of Terror. And here with me to talk about this episode are Nick Z. Talking about uh, such things is one of my specialisms. And so, f- <laughs> shook me all night long. Yeah, man, I'm glad you brought up the specialisms thing, Z, because I love that. <laughs> really caught my attention. <laughs> Not speciality, but specialisms. It's one of her on-the-fly inventions. Yeah. Exactly. One of her word inventions. <laughs> so we return, basically, to the prestige, except. Um, David Bowie is not not playing Nikola Tesla. Man, I'm looking at the name. I don't know if I want to pronounce it or not. Uh. Does it seem vaguely Eastern European? Yes. (laughs) Yes. Good. They cast somebody from probably the same area he was from, which makes some kind of sense. Garan Viznik is my best attempt. Even so, he he had like a soft accent like it was mm-hmm. still yeah. pretty yeah like i never lost what he was saying at any point no 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 the accent was noticeable and it wasn't like here's an english actor putting on what an eastern european accent might be it was more like an eastern european doing an english accent and pulling it off pretty darn well yeah because <laughs> you only heard it like maybe once or twice well, well that's the thing yeah because like I was like, oh, when like when he gives his first speech and he's like in front of the falls, and I'm mm-hmm. like, oh, are they just not doing an accent for him? Because that that's that's a choice, you know. You can do that. Daniel mm-hmm. Craig did not do one in the girl with the dragon tattoo. Thank goodness. Um, <laughs> but I'm like, oh, is, oh, is he just going to be like like American accent? But like you can hear it in little bits, which which makes it feel like it's it's actually sort of the actor's accent. Yeah, it makes it more authentic. Because if someone was putting it on, you'd hear it a lot more. Yeah. Also, too, in this episode, as Z correctly predicted, the return of the Silurians. <laughs> <laughs> and it was in the episode where she had the headlamp. That's right. So. <laughs> ha. But, like, they weren't even there. It was just one of their things. It's yeah. like going into someone's apartment and being like, oh, hey, isn't that my shirt? Like. <laughs> Something that probably happens a lot with the Skithra. Hi. We. Yeah, that that is actually an interesting point. Because, um, yeah, we had a bunch of different races kind of name-checked here. I'm surprised we didn't get the Ice Warriors, to be honest. Yeah. Because um, yeah. we're talking Mars. Yeah. But, yeah, yeah, we got the um, – we got a couple things uh, mentioned, the Silurians and the Orb of Thassor, or Thassorian mm. Orb, or however you like. Doctor refers to the Silurian Blaster as an alien weapon. <coughs> Yeah, I mean, uh, might be doing some uh, some funky stuff there. Although, wasn't it? Wasn't there like? I'm I'm maybe inventing this for the writer's sake. Mm-hmm. Some sort of uh, split in the Silurian species, like there's a, a there's subspecies or something. Maybe I, I'm making that up. I thought the theory. Correct me if I'm wrong. Mm-hmm. Was that both the Silurians and the human beings developed? On Earth, it's yeah. just that one kind of dominated the other. It's kind of like in Chrono Trigger. It, absolutely, it is exactly like that. Yeah. So, 
not really aliens, but I mm. thought there was one that was off from off world. But maybe I'm I'm thinking that the sea devils were a kind of Silurian. Remember? I think now I can't remember if they were too alleged to have evolved since 1970 or <laughs> what. But it's like, but yeah. in that that episode, the Eleventh Doctor episode, where they're like, it's the the mining thing. I yep. assume, yeah, yeah. I think, in Wales. Um, and you see the Silurians, they wear masks to make themselves look less human, but they're actually very human-like. Hmm. Yeah, they're right. just scaly like lizards. And I don't remember right. if if the explanation was that back in the original Silurian story, they were wearing those, or if they have evolved since. Because that episode took place a little bit in the future, too. Hmm. Maybe a hundred years on from us, or something like mm-hmm. that. Point is, mm. they were not in this episode. <laughs> no. No. Just no. casual mention. But, I mean, even though the whole lid is off of the uh, the tin of classic monsters already, there's a mention. Could, yeah, you uh, can't could be coming back. Can't close that tin back up. Oh, no. It's like a can of worms instead of a tin of crisps <laughs> or biscuits. I know which My I'd goodness. rather eat. <laughs> yep. Um, I did like the Scythra, though. I yes. I enjoyed the whole the whole biz. Did anyone else think it was going to be the Rachnos? Well, who are they again? They are yeah. like spider aliens who are in the Runaway Ridley? Bride. No, Tenant. Oh. They were in. They're in the episode where Donna is introduced. Oh. that's why I like don't like, remember. Like she's, intru- <laughs> she's introduced, but doesn't become a companion until a full season after yeah. that. Yeah, she, yeah, because right. that was a, a special, wasn't it? Or something? It was a Christmas special. Yeah. Yes. Yeah. yeah, yeah. So, so the Rachnos were in that, and okay. I mean, don't think I saw that. Used similar, <laughs> used similar makeup. Mm-hmm. But uh, no, I like, I like the, I like the person who played the Skither Queen a lot. Yeah. yeah, she did a really good job. So villainous. Hmm. Funky teeth. Yeah, <laughs> you can't always make that kind of dialogue good. Hmm. <laughs> <laughs> Right, it, no. like, like there's nothing. I don't, I don't know what it was, but like, like it's, it's a lot of it's generic stuff. Yeah, yeah, but I mean that kind of that works so well with the whole theme and the whole sort of mo of the Scythra from what we've seen of them in this episode. They're scavengers, and they just steal a bunch of stuff and cobble it together. They're the Iron Steel Steal villainous speeches. Yeah. They do not so. <laughs> <laughs> nope. Hey, boy. <laughs> Going back to your comment about how, like, they're wildly uh, uncoordinated, you would think that, like, a hive being, like, a hive species would be a little bit more coordinated? Maybe. Maybe that's just me. Because I'm thinking bees, they're very much like a little hive, kind of, you know? Mm-hmm. Like... There was it was not talked about in the episode because no one was no one was really watching the scorpions run. Um, no, no. But clearly a directive on the animation side of things, right? To have them skitter around and not be quite on top of things. So I think the idea is like they yeah. can't quite deal with like the the way the streets are, like maybe the cobblestone or whatever. Maybe that's mm-hmm. tripping them up. Yeah, but <sighs> clearly All a directive. I <laughs> Like a Benny Hill theme, yakety sax, yeah. just like right up. Oh no! Oh. You definitely could. <laughs> <laughs> Man, a, a note on Queen Skithra. 
mm-hmm. played by uh, Anjali Mohindra, who is a member of the main cast on Sarah Jane Adventures. Oh, hi. Oh. She played she played Ronnie. I never I never watched Sarah Jane except for that one that Matt Smith was on. <laughs> but uh but yeah. And in Sarah Jane Adventures, Bradley Walsh, who plays Graham, was was a villain in one episode. <laughs> let's talk let's talk about communist artist Nikola Tesla. <laughs> Jesus. I mean, you're not wrong. Very uh very anti well not even anti-business just like don't even bother with the business it's not a an element he's free information mm-hmm. yeah he's um he's wikipedia what do you call it open yeah, openware freeware what's the what's it called um yeah. something like that yeah yeah whereas i guess edison is like google <laughs> very much so mm. yeah <laughs> capitalist edison yeah yeah. Now, we all know in the story of Edison versus Tesla, you have to pick one who <laughs> who's the good one. Um, uh, Tesla. I mean, like, the, the writer has to pick one who is good. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You know? I mean, I feel, yeah, I feel like public opinion has uh, swung around on Edison for the for the worse since, you know... People don't take kindly to his uh, shocking of elephants and mm. stealing people's ideas and cobbling them together and <laughs> being a being a patent troll, buying yeah. buying up all those yeah. patents. Why, he steals other people's ideas, just like the aliens in this episode okay. stole other people's technology. Oh man, think about it. Right. Fun fact about the guy who played Thomas Edison, mm. Robert Glenister, previously appeared in Classic Who. In the caves of Androzani. Oh, really? Was I, he the big bad? He was not the big bad. He <gasps> was he was Salatine, who was like the main. There's like a captain of the army or the guards, and Salatine yeah. was like the right hand man or like the next highest guy. Okay, okay, that guy. Um, he didn't he didn't have like no lines. Like he was a significant character in the story. But yeah, yeah. He's, he's back to play Edison, the American. Man. <laughs> I mean, did quite a bang up uh, accent there, I'd say. Oh yeah. I I wasn't distraught. I'm like, wait a minute, he's an English person. Yeah. It, I found it far more distracting how uh maybe a director or maybe Robert himself just kind of seemed to be seemed to be pulling a little bit from Trump. Mm, oh, you think so? Inflection. Okay. With, yeah, yeah. I mean, maybe, maybe just like a slimy capitalist dirtbag and and uh, Trump are synonymous in my brain. So <laughs> I mean, you're not wrong. I can't see one without the other. Right. That's fair. Um, but like Tessa was like goddamn charming in this episode. He could have mm-hmm. yeah. if the, if this was the if this was Big Finish, they'd they'd <laughs> have him be a companion. Yeah. Which they've 100%. done before. Ah. With, like, yeah. historical figures. Yeah, yeah. Well, what I was thinking time and time again was, oh, man, how much fan fiction is there about the Doctor and, and Tesla now? Oh, boy. Lots. <laughs> good. Where's Chloe and her, her, um, yeah. her slash fiction? <laughs> Doctor X Tesla. <laughs> 
Yeah, they had a good chemistry. Um, mm-hmm. Apparently, Tesla showed up in a seventh Doctor audio at one point, and that's it. He did? Man, I I like I, you know, William Hartnell. You're going to see you're going to see Tesla as far as I'm concerned. Yeah, yeah, hmm. maybe one of the, one of the lost stories, perhaps. Yeah, yeah. Mm-hmm. I mean, I feel like they did more like, hey, let's go to Pompeii and like. Oh, yeah. More European stuff. But... Yeah. Hey, we got shrunken down to the size of ants. <laughs> Classic European. Uh... <laughs> yep. <laughs> of course. What are these giant grains of rice? Oh, no, they are ant eggs. Yeah. Oh, boy. Well, story could have been better. Hmm. <laughs> Yeah, I, I, you know, it was good. He was not, I mean, there was a lot of like over the top, man, Tesla invented the future and stuff. (laughs) Yeah. It was more like he had a whole bunch of ideas and they eventually came to fruition whether or not he was at the helm of it. Right. But I mean, the episode was very superlative in its like, man, (laughs) like this guy was so forward thinking. And they even made a point to think, like, well, what's he invented then? And no one... I actually like that <laughs> Ryan and Yaz had no idea who he was. Yeah. Yeah, totally... But, like, even Graham, worked. too, he's like, well, what has he invented? Oh, you know, the thing, Bob. Tell him, Doctor. <laughs> <laughs> like, you don't know either. Like, Gra- Graham's heard the name, clearly, but... Yes. Yeah. None of them could... Come. What were you saying, Z? I don't remember. <laughs> <laughs> but, yeah, I like... I like that they didn't, like, there wasn't, like, Nikola Tesla, the famous inventor. <laughs> Meet James and Zor. Wait, no. Because, yeah, um, I mean, some people might have heard of him. Some people might have not. I mean, a lot of people have seen The Prestige. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. A lot of people see, have seen The Prestige. A lot of people have heard about his car. Which they do mention in the episode. <laughs> I, thought, I thought, man, I hope they don't take him to the present to show him a car. <laughs> no, I would kind of destroy him. Yeah, well, I mean, it's it's just named after him, after all. It's not, as far as I know, it's not based on any of his his patents or blueprints or anything like that. Oh no, I don't, I don't think there's much relation. Like, like no. electricity. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that's it. But yeah, uh, the doctor got all kinds of little little things happening. Hmm. It seemed like it was very much, uh, very much more unlike last week's, a story that was mostly directed by the doctor rather yeah. than somebody else it was that it had that doctor um i think when a lot of people online say like doctorness or mm-hmm. it was like the doctor a lot of that means come into a room and command the situation yep yeah and and the doctor did a lot of that in this episode oh yeah mm-hmm. i like how she um defeated the queen by, like, eyeing up a thing on the thing and, like, ran to grab it and like, oh, no, you don't. And they give it to the queen. It's like, I just wanted you to grab it. Zing. <laughs> yeah, that's pretty good. Very clever. Get, get back yeah. into the spaceship so we can zap you. <laughs> yeah. So by zapping the ship, it caused all the scorpions oh. to warp back to the ship because the queen was in distress. And then they're like, eh, yeah. nuts to this. And they leave. The ship left. Yeah, it did not explode or yeah. anything like that. Well, no, because that wouldn't be the doctor's style. She doesn't want to just, like, up and kill them. Like, 
I mean, no, but the lightning they were shooting at the thing wasn't, like, controlled or anything. It was, like, no. a giant yeah. bolt of lightning. So it could have happened, but... Yeah. I'm I'm sure we'll see them again. <laughs> Probably. Yep. Uh, at the end. Curse you, Doctor, if it weren't for you and these <laughs> pesky kids and your pesky dog, or what was that? Ah. If I would have gone away with it, too, if it weren't for you meddling kids and your pesky dog. Yeah, lots of people shoved into the TARDIS. And they're various. I wouldn't reactions. say shove. There's plenty of space. <laughs> I mean, lot, like we know they don't have that many people in an episode seeing the TARDIS for the first time. Hmm. And it continues this thing that Doctor Who has, where I mean, it it it's like huge with the benefit of of hindsight sort of thing that Tessa's Tessa's like special, you know. It reminded me so much of the Van Gogh episode. Mm. Where it's like he doesn't see things the same way everybody else sees things. Yeah. yeah, and he doesn't like he doesn't have the riches and the fame. He just he's penniless and he is a true he's a true artist who made nothing off his life's work. <laughs> um, well, I mean, that, okay, it's a bit of a sore spot because <laughs> like the whole starving, suffering artist thing. Like, sure they suffered, but it wasn't like you know that's what makes the art. Hmm? It was no. more like. That's just how they ended up living, but they were they had enough character and enough chutzpah, I guess, to keep doing what they were doing because it was something that they loved, something that they enjoyed, and they weren't really doing it for the benefit of being rich or famous. And I feel like that's what they were trying to get across with Tesla too in this episode. Mm-hmm. I mean, yeah, yeah, like love of the craft or love of the art, you know, trumps yeah, trumps dirty capitalism. <laughs> um, but like Tesla was very much portrayed as an artist in I would yeah. say in this episode yeah yeah heroic kind of artist just doing it for art's sake yeah inventing for the sake of inventing well not even for the sake of inventing because I mean his whole thing was that he's trying to bring about the future trying to change the world in a much bigger way than just uh Paying people to make stuff for you. <laughs> yeah. I'm like, that that sign where they turn around and it's like Edison makes light or whatever. <laughs> yeah. Yep. You would see that today. Like, that looks yep. great. <laughs> uh, Wasn't it Brings Light? What, whatever. One of those two. Edison. One of the two, yeah. yeah. It was just very, like, obnoxious and, like... <laughs> But it Look looks so cool. Yeah, that's true. I'd put that up in my house. <laughs> Edison specifically or a different phrase? Um, I'd mi- I'd prefer a different phrase, but like... <laughs> Just that style. Single yeah. lights. Very simple sort of... Edison bulbs. Mm-hmm. Ooh. Ooh. Actually, that's kind of a posh uh, hipstery thing that's mm-hmm. been making a resurgence where they're light bulbs, modern light bulbs, but they're made to look elongated and pointed at the end in amber and like with a big coily thing on the inside. And oh, they're ne- stupid expensive. You mean, uh, yeah, Edison bulbs. <laughs> yeah. Um, I thought you were talking about a Nixie clock for a second, which no. is also cool. <clears throat> yeah. Uh, how do you feel about the companions this time around? Because the doctor was doing so much, yeah. It for me, it had the feel of a lot of classic stories with with a full TARDIS, yeah. Mm-hmm. Where the uh, the companions had 
little things they were doing, you know, um, like Ryan and uh, Dorothy Scarrett. Yeah. Also, and also Graham. Um, but like outside of the companions, the companions interacting with like non-companions, if you will. Mm-hmm. Yes. Um, there was that. You had Yaz with Tesla for a while, and then Yaz, Tesla, and the Scorpion Queen, the Scythra Queen, rather. Mm-hmm. Um, so like the compa- the companions, it seemed, were given things to do. And, and Graham, Graham didn't do a whole lot, <laughs> but he's got the quips. Mm-hmm. So he doesn't need to do a whole lot. Nope. Just, just has to quip every now and then. <laughs> Yeah. He's got the sass. Yeah, relate something back to his days as a bus driver, and there you go. Boom. I will say, Yaz did the thing that I can't stand. The Doctor Who has a long Ooh. history of. Which <laughs> basically gives him the idea of radar. Oh, that. <laughs> I hate that. It well, was... she didn't really give him the idea. Yeah. He already had the idea. He just hadn't heard the term. Because then he's like, oh, well, I I was coming up with this theory myself, and I called it whatever. The exploring ray. Yeah. Well, it, it's interesting, because, like, like, legit Tesla, like, had, like, thought of all of, like, a ton of stuff we have now, but he called yeah. every single one, like, something different <laughs> from what it's called. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Except, I guess, for alternating current. Yeah. Oh, and remote control. Yes. I mean, it's remote control is not like a crazy name of something. It just literally describes what's happening. You're controlling something remotely. Exactly. (laughs) Unlike the shadow graph. Mm. (laughs) Yeah. So cool. Uh, I, I kind of like how they portrayed the rivalry between Tesla and Edison, where like, yeah, sure, you know, Tesla is the artist and Edison is the businessman and like, oh, you know, that's the trouble with you Brits, you don't know anything about business, <sighs> meh, 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 meh. but like, yes. he actually ended up being useful because when he and Yaz were going through the streets trying to get like, you know, run, go inside and whatever, nobody was listening to Yaz. Yeah. So like... He picks up a paper and it's like, right. oh no, Tesla is testing his thing. Everybody get inside is going to kill everyone. And they're like, ah, because they already had that, you know, AC is a killer, man, 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 like that they had earlier on in the episode. Yeah. So, like, I appreciate that he kind of used his douchebaggery to actually do something good. He could. True. He, he, is, he is, as they say, shrewd. He knew we were going to get people up the streets. That was fine. And Yaz was was just like, hmm, shit. (laughs) I guess it works. (laughs) Because, like, basically, Tesla was the companion in this episode. You know what, for the most part? Yeah. 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 uh, Yaz, Graham, and Ryan were just kind of tourists in history. Yeah. They were just kind of chilling on a train. Yeah. <laughs> which Graham said was the Orient Express, which blew my head open. I'm like, they, they no. can't be on the Orient Express. The Orient Express is in Europe. It, yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> I think it was just one of his quips. Yeah, it, it, was, a joke. it was. But I'm like, did she? Did they like immediately get in the TARDIS and then no. go to Europe in the same time? <laughs> no, no. Jump, jump between trains on the TARDIS. Yeah. <laughs> Because the other thing I noticed is that they were in costume. Like, they were in yeah. period dress, but the doctor was not. But, like, the doctor's like, meh. Unless I get to dress up as a spy, I don't care. <laughs> the doctor isn't usually concerned with 
uh, dressing appropriately for the time. Nah. Also, okay. <laughs> One thing that Edison pointed out was that they hopped into the TARDIS and went from point A to point B to like his lab. Yeah. And was like, oh, you know, that was like all halfway across the town. But then he and Yaz go through a sort of trap door and end up there. I mean, I think that was a tunnel. But still, wouldn't that have taken them a long time to get through the tunnel to that spot? Yeah. Apparently. <laughs> Without the traffic and everything, it was a lot quicker. I, I have. I think I have to side with editing exists for a reason. Like, we, <laughs> yeah. we got to get them over there. Um, yeah. We also didn't see them jump on the train at the beginning. No. They were no. just, they were just there. Um, was the one thing that the Scythra could do by themselves... Uh, gener- was that just generating electricity? Like when they were in human form, pull out, pull, pulling off the Sith, Sith Lord uh, energy, energy orb thing in their hands and zapping, zapping people with their tails. I guess, yeah, I guess they innately electrical. contain energy or electricity. Yep, because hmm. like the Queen definitely zippity zapped. Yeah, man, you you know what I enjoyed? I enjoyed that. We had aliens come to Earth like more than a hundred years ago and they still found stuff on Earth that was useful and they and there were still people on Earth who they wanted their knowledge. Yeah. Because yeah. it's usually only like, like when that stuff happens, it's usually only in the present. Because it's like, like we're, we're the most advanced. Yeah. Yeah. But it's like, no, this was still legit stuff that was going on. <laughs> Yeah. 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 I mean, it it worked with Tesla and the doctor sort of at the same time saying, oh, he's out of place. And the Scythra Queen herself said, you know, his uh, mind is far advanced, far more advanced than uh, everything else going on in that little planet down there. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. I like how she also quipped that, like, you do realize that it's killing Edison that they want you and not him. Yeah, that was his. That was his Van Gogh to the present <clears throat> moment. <clears throat> yeah, <laughs> he got some kind of recognition. Mm-hmm. Um, and finally, before we move to final thoughts, who played it better, this guy or David Bowie? <laughs> Ooh, uh, I've only seen the Prestige once. So only, the I, I pre- pre- presumably you only saw this once. Yeah, well, touche. But I've, I've saw. Su- I saw this maybe 30 minutes ago. Yeah. <laughs> the Prestige maybe 10 years ago. Yeah. <laughs> Setting that aside as best as I can, though. <sighs> I, they're, I feel like they're very different Teslas. Yeah. David Thanks. Bowie's Tesla very much very much uh, went with David Bowie's strength as an actor and just as a personality in general and played up like the strangeness. Mm-hmm. Yeah. This one I, played up like the, the um, soft spoken, like, like, like the, the quiet, genius, quiet, I guess? quiet charisma. Yeah. The, quiet the, like, and quiet the like charisma curiosity and like the, the wonder yeah. sort of thing. Yeah. yeah. Between the two of them, I'll tell you at least this much between the two of them, David Bowie and, uh, Goran uh, Vizhnik. Mm-hmm. Apologies. Um, 
I would say that Goran is probably closer to the Tesla that uh, they might be giants had in mind <laughs> as they <laughs> penned their their song about Tesla. <laughs> man, oh man. Um, yeah, I I thought that I thought it, he was really good. Like mm-hmm. it was like top tier of um, episode single episode actors we've seen. Yeah, in the last little sure. while. <laughs> I also like the other little um, headbutting between him and Edison, and like you know, Edison's yeah, I can't figure it out either. And he basically says it's bigger on the inside than on the outside, but he says it in a more fancy way. <laughs> yeah, he's like the the internal. Dimensions, dimensions exceed the external dimensions or something yeah 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 <laughs> he's gotta be extra <laughs> mm-hmm. tesla or beautiful boy <laughs> <sighs> all right final thoughts time so i mm, this was this was a lot of fun and though though last week i was like man time for the pure historical and i would not have minded a pure historical uh, scorpions turned out to be all right. I like the uh, mm. the Scythra, mm. their deal, I like their look. I like their scavengerness. Mm. It's a you know, it's a gimmick. Like it's better than having another warlike race, you know. Yeah. yeah. Um, and it, it all came together like pretty nicely. There were a couple of couple of like slightly silly bits, but you know, uh, that's going to happen. I I really ah, this might be my favorite episode of the season so far. Yeah, wow. I really liked it. Yeah, uh, big, big thumbs up. <laughs> Z. All right, uh, short, snappy, and sweet. Ditto. Yay! Whoa. But Whoa. <laughs> longer and more drawn out. It was a really. F- <laughs> yeah, it was a really fun. <laughs> it was a really fun episode. That uh, reminded me of some of the best episodes, like adventure episodes of past series of the 2005 reboot of Doctor Who, mm-hmm. and even of some classic stories. There's there's that energy, there's that, that push forward. It seemed like even though Graham and Ryan and Yaz didn't save the day in like their own small way or anything like that, they all played a role. No companion was left sort of just being there in a scene. Mm-hmm. It's, it seemed like um, it seemed like Nina Matevier, the writer for the episode, like really set things up well. And then when the Scythra were introduced properly, not just the disguised, maybe I thought chameleon Sith lords. <laughs> nope. <laughs> you wish. I do. Well, I, I don't do. know why, but. <laughs> You know, that didn't get in the way of, of everything sort of having a role, and like every character having a role and things playing out really interestingly. Um, and like Tesla is just, I don't know if they could do it again, but a great character for Doctor Who, which is very much science fantasy. Mm-hmm. And a lot of Tesla's inventions, even though they came to be under other names and like, I don't know, there's probably a huge, to- thick tome uh, history of the patents that he created and then that were later you know altered or switched or changed around to actually become the inventions we have now um that were inspired by those patents those ideas but like his stuff is very much science fantasy mm-hmm. yeah exactly so it's a great fit and it made for a great episode two thumbs yeah. way up 
both of them giant thumbs. <laughs> yeah, it's not it's not like oh, he invented a new kind of like plastic coating that allows more <laughs> data to be transferred through what yeah. like there are probably dozens of people like that who completely changed the world for stuff like that, oh, yeah. right? Mm-hmm. But yeah. te- Tesla's like it's easy for a non-science person such as myself to grab on to like all the all the stuff that Tesla is talking about, which is why I think he's very much portrayed as an artist. Yes. Um, yeah. Also, one other one one other note. I think now officially, Jodie Whittaker's thing, the Thirteenth Doctor's thing, are going to be the goggles. Every everyone gets okay, one accessory, that? one like extra accessory <laughs> that people always put Aside on when the they're Sonic. when they're cosplaying. <laughs> yes. Yep. <laughs> Um, the fez, the 3D glasses, ooh, yeah, no. The guitar. I, <laughs> I thought it was a hoodie. The hoodie was just a thing he was wearing. It's part of his costume. Mm. But I think the, the guitar or the sunglasses for the 12th Doctor. But I think I think the goggles are going to be the 13th Doctor's thing now. They've been two episodes. Things, that's, that's enough. Yeah. If things keep going this way, maybe not this series, but uh, series 13... Get some gears on those goggles. Oh, boy. But what do they do? Steampunk series. Oh, boy. <laughs> anyway. I mean, we just had Tesla, man. Ned, <laughs> like, what more do you want? Jesus actually, Christ. actually, uh, a little earlier, we had Charles Babbage and Ada Lovelace. Yeah. yeah. Uh, groundwork is being laid. Bye. And what's, what's the <laughs> name of the theory. first steampunk novel? The, that's right. The Difference Engine. Named after it Charles is. Babbage's machine. Oh, hey. oh. So the, the steampunk has already begun. Well, no, hang on. Didn't one of the doctors at some point have a sort of steampunky-ish TARDIS? Am I thinking McGann? This was kind of more like a library. McGann was just, he just had like a house. Like yeah. it, the, the console part did look, excuse me, steampunky. There's also the fourth doctor's wood-paneled uh, Tardis ah. control room, which also had a very steampunk look to it. It had stained glass windows. Yeah. 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 Uh, mm. So, final thoughts. Ah, <laughs> uh, yes, I was getting a lot of the the Van Gogh episode in this one, and, and like I totally agree that he was portrayed more of an as an artist, and like I appreciate how when we were talking about this before about how like. Um, when we watch Murdoch Mysteries and we as watchers of the future know that things exist like cell phones and, you know, electricity and all that sort of stuff. And so when they mention something in the show, it's like, oh, don't be ridiculous. It's like, ah, well, actually, it's because of a phenomenon where, like, you can't think beyond what technology you currently have. So people don't understand that you can have something that's wireless. Because one of the things that they mentioned, like, having a phone, it's like, well, what did the horses trip over the wires there? And, like, (laughs) I feel like that's the same sort of thing that was happening here with Tesla, that he could think beyond Mm -hmm. the the sort of small thinking space that people, like, the the experience that people had and could come up with things like Wi-Fi or radar or whatever. So I kind of appreciated how they did that. And they weren't, like... (laughs) I feel like with Rosa Parks, they were really ham-fisting the, this, like, this is, you know, uh, Martin Luther King, and this is Rosa Parks, and, like, d- just name-dropping and making huh? a big deal of it, and, like, the doctor kind of made a big deal at first, but it's like, wait, you're Tesla? Oh, my God! But, like, didn't um, blow his ego up or anything like yeah. that? Yeah. 
<laughs> just said. So I appreciate that. You're going to change the world. Pretty much. <laughs> um, yeah, uh, I appreciate how, like, basically he was the companion for this episode. And so for our companions, and technically he had a companion too, um, Haley McGee. Yeah. Dor- Dorothy Scarrett. Um, Dorothy Scarrett. Scarrett. Because, yeah. like, they kept saying her name and like, what was it? Garrett? Sit what? Yeah, I heard Garrett for most of it, but it's and then Garrett. I heard the the S. I'm like, scare, scare, maybe it's in K. Eh, whatever. This is why we have the uh, <laughs> the wiki article open. But like, and how she was talking with Ryan, and how you know, you know, normal and steady just ended up being boring, and it, it was like a nice juxtaposition to how our three are kind of living with the doctor because now that they've experienced this it's like I, it's, it, they ain't no going back so i like that they had that oh, i was gonna say you know what i loved about that that ryan when they were comparing it's like oh ever since i met the doctor you know my life's been crazy mm-hmm. and she's mm-hmm. like yeah the same happened to me when i met tesla like mm-hmm. i feel like there's a possible doctor who or it might have happened in the past or it might have occurred to someone that Ryan would be like, no, man, mine's way crazier. <laughs> but he didn't. No. Right? It was about, no, no. like, connection, right? Not uh, yeah. Not yeah. competition. Yeah. And I, con- I, yeah, yeah. I really appreciated that. It was a small thing, but. Yeah, yeah. Mm-hmm. It was more of a, a like, a, like, I know that feel, bro. Yeah. It was, mm-hmm. a, bond, it was yeah. a bonding thing. Yeah. Um, the villain crazy cool Mm -hmm. like you can definitely tell it was the queen because she was way more impressive and intimidating than you know a bunch of giant scorpions who Mm -hmm. like you know (laughs) (laughs) kind of like slipping on a banana peel you know what i mean yeah i i think it was stronger that she didn't have like henchmen like like other people no right is no just like the the sort of uh the grunts. Yeah. Yeah. Um, I like the effects of, like, they, they steal faces, they steal technology. The one thing they do have of their own is the electricity. And I like how they made it, like, like sort of a pink red. Huh. And you kind of see a bit of it in her horns and you see it in their tails. Like, it, the sort of nice glowiness of that kind of, like, the, that attention to detail I appreciate. Mm-hmm. Um. Even just, like, uh, the, the streets and, like, the, how the newspapers would be and, like, a little placard basically bashing Tesla left, right, and center at every chance it got. Um, that was something I really appreciated. All in all, I agree. Two thumbs up for me as well. Mm-hmm. Uh, yeah. <laughs> all these thumbs up, I just wanted to acknowledge that... Uh... It was directed by Nina Menzur, written by Nina Metevier, script editor Fiona McAllister, produced by Nikki Wilson, uh, and then exec- executive produced. So I guess they touched a page or something. <laughs> Chris Chibnall and Matt St- Strevens. I feel like the mostly female cast of uh, writer, director, producer, script editor is maybe why we like this one so much. Because they know how to write. Yeah. Yeah, it was... That's. I'm glad to hear it, you know. 
Yeah. yeah. Believable dialogue. They're not passing the stupid <laughs> hat around. Like, actually having emotions and feelings towards our characters instead of it yeah. just being, hey, it's so-and-so. And I'll, po- like, I'll point out, not just like, finally they can write the women's dialogue better. All the dialogue was better. Yeah. Yeah, much better. Th- this felt, Hallelujah. This felt slightly more grown up than the rest of the series so far. To me. Yeah, go figure. Yeah, slightly. Yeah. But- Fantastical. And- <laughs> oh, yeah. Slightly, but still. I mean, there wasn't Much some sanctimonious environmental thing or, you know, uh, this is what the future's going to be like, you guys. I, look do, out. I, don't, I don't mind if it's sanctimonious, honestly, but. <laughs> I'm going to make a petition on change.org for uh, for Dreg's rights here. Jeez. Jeez. We don't know. Sure, they're scary and growly. We don't know if their society's terrible. Come on. I mean, they survived this long. Exactly. Um, so next week, we move on <laughs> to... <laughs> To Fugitive of the Jadoon, in which it's possible the Jadoon make their return. I mean, Um, one would assume. I hope so. Feels like a pretty good indication. It's written by, (laughs) co-written, Chibnall and Vinay Patel, who wrote Demons of the Punjab last season. Mm -hmm. Which was Ah. one of the highlights. So I'm curious to see how this goes. We've we've talked already about the Jadoon, like... Without seeing the episode, we've talked about the Jadoon. Yeah. Um, They're the, the, the like, rhino police. The rhinos. The rhino police. No one, right. no one was clamoring for it, but let's see what happens. <laughs> yeah, man, we kept thinking it was going to be them and Spyfall. It's like, no. Yeah. Um, no. No. So, thank you for listening. Hope you enjoyed this episode of Doctor Who, and hope you enjoyed this episode of Who in Review, and will return in a week's time to talk about Fugitive of the Jadoon. Until then, goodbye, everybody. Bye-bye. 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 Bye-bye.